You're listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tenantato katoa, it's the 22nd of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. Three, two, one, financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi Alice, welcome to Casual Friday. Yeah, hey Jose. And a long weekend as well. It's like a double barrel of happiness today. It's, it's very good. It's a good. It's a good time to be alive, I feel. On good casual Friday, I always look forward to the casual Friday. But in this episode of Casual Friday, Alice and I've—I notice I've just said Casual Friday far too many times. That's how excited I am. So uh, today, Alice is going to be looking at something that's been in the news this week: a new Bitcoin futures exchange traded fund that launched on Tuesday. That's right. The first Bitcoin-related exchange traded fund in the US began trading on the New York Stock Exchange, and we're going to be taking a look at what it is and why it's been making the headlines. Do not miss that. I love a good Alice explainer. But first, I thought we'd take a quick look at other news that happened today. Great idea. So what's been happening out there? Yeah, so firstly this morning, Seeker Limited upgraded its financial guidance for the 2021 financial year. So Seeker is listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, or the New Zealand Exchange rather, and it is the largest uh, kiwi fruit producer in New Zealand and Australia. All right, so what was in its update today? So Seeker had previously advised that its operational full year net profit before tax would land somewhere between $13.5 to $16 million. The revised guidance now has it in the range of $15 to $17 million. Okay, so what's behind the new figures? So Seeker said the uptick in guidance reflected a focus on enacting their strategy of monitoring costs and integrating acquisitions. But further to the revised guidance, the company also pointed to the near future where the company could expect a one-off extraordinary gain from the successful statement of a claim against the Crown. Uh, Is this related to that bid for compensation from a big group of kiwifruit growers? Yeah, so you're absolutely on the money. So back in February, the the Crown settled with 200 growers, including Seeker, for uh, $40 million. The claim was that the government had failed to protect the growers from an an outbreak of the PSA3 bacteria in uh, 2010. Seeker says the distribution of the settlement is yet to be decided by High Court approval, but it's expected to happen before the end of the year. Uh, Seeker thinks its share of the distribution could lift the next profit before tax to between 22 and $24 million. And before we move on to the Bitcoin ETF story, Alice, I thought to quickly look at the third quarter earnings released by Snap today. Yeah, so Snap being the company behind Snapchat, right? Yeah, exactly right. And the company missed expectations around revenue. It posted revenue of uh, $1.07 billion versus $1.10 billion American dollars. Okay, so what did Snap have to say about this? Um, um, according to the CEO, Evan Spiegel, uh, changes by Apple to its privacy settings impacted its advertising business. The company also pointed to supply chain, dis- to supply chain disruptions and labor shortages dampening the appetite 
to create more customer demand through advertising. The company expects its fourth quarter revenue to come in between $1.16 billion and $1.2 billion. Now that is under what's expected, which was $1.36 billion. All right, and so was there anything else to note from the report today? Yeah, sure was. So Snap did report an increase of daily active users. It jumped from 293 to 306 million in April. They are predicting that number to increase to between uh, 316 and 318 million for the fourth quarter. So as we mentioned at the start of the episode, something that's been in the news this week is that the first Bitcoin-related exchange traded fund in the US began trading on the New York Stock Exchange. That's right. So we thought we'd take a look at what this fund is, why it's been making the headlines. Uh, But I will warn you, though, that some of this content gets pretty complex and technical, uh, but I will do my best to break down what things mean. Uh, Awesome. I'm so looking forward to this. So Alice, I guess my first questions are, what is this fund and why is it making headlines? Yeah, so this is a new fund um, and it's just been listed. Uh, It's managed by a company called ProShares and tracks something called Bitcoin Futures instead of Bitcoin itself. Now, this has been making headlines because a fund like this has been a long time in the making. In fact, it's been eight years since the first application for a Bitcoin-related exchange-traded fund was filed to the US Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, as a reminder, the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, is the agency responsible for regulating securities markets and protecting investors in the US. Okay, so let's let's back up a second. What is an exchange-traded fund? Yeah, an exchange-traded fund, or ETF, is a type of investment that's units can be bought and sold just like shares in a company during the trading day on an exchange. So say instead of buying shares into one company, you buy units into an ETF that represents a basket of investments. Now, ETFs are often designed to track the performance of an index, like a broad market index, a sector index, or other types of indexes like that follow um, groups of companies or other assets. So how do they achieve that? Well, an ETF uh, could track an index by investing in the actual assets that make up that index. So for example, if we look at uh, like an ETF that tracks the S&P 500 index, the ETF could track this by investing in shares from all of the 500 companies that make up that S&P 500 index. Now, this type is called a physical ETF. On the other hand, um, an ETF could be synthetic, which is when the fund doesn't invest in the actual underlying thing that it's tracking. Instead, the ETF invests in something called derivative uh, derivatives. Now, these are fi- these are complex financial contracts that derive their value from something else, and I'll touch on these a bit, a bit further in a minute. But this in turn can give the ETF exposure to the performance of uh, the thing that it's trying to track. Mm. So tell me a bit more about this particular Bitcoin-related fund. Yeah, so this fund is called the Bitcoin Strategy Fund. And as I mentioned, it's provided by a company called ProShares, which is a US company that specializes in ETFs. Now, the funds began trading on the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday in the US under the ticker BITO. Now, on the fund's fact sheet that can be found on ProShares' website, uh, it says that the fund, quote, is designed to provide investment results that generally correspond to the performance of Bitcoin, unquote. But a key thing to note is that the fund doesn't directly invest in Bitcoin. 
Instead, the fund seeks exposure to the performance of Bitcoin through investing in something called Bitcoin futures. Now, Bitcoin futures are different to Bitcoin itself. They are a type of derivative. Okay. There's a lot going on here. What are futures? Yeah, so as I just mentioned, futures are a type of derivative, um, which are financial contracts that derive their value from something else. Now, this could be an asset, it could be an interest or exchange rate, could be an index or even a commodity. And to note, and as the Financial Markets Authority puts it, derivatives are really complex financial products and are high risk. So a futures contract is a type of legal agreement where the contract holder has the obligation to buy or sell something called the underlying at a predetermined price at a specified date in the future. Futures contracts are also standardized, which allows them to be bought and sold over exchanges. So what's the point of futures? What are they used for? Uh, They're generally used for two main reasons. First is a risk management tool called hedging. So let's say you're a grower of wheat and every month you sell your wheat to someone who then uses it to make and sell bread. As the grower, you might want to sell a futures contract, which means you're obligated to sell your wheat at a set date in the future at a price that you've agreed upon today. And as the person buying the wheat to make the bread, you might buy a futures contract, which means you're obligated to buy the wheat at the future date at the price you've locked in today. Both parties now know how much they're either selling or buying the wheat for on that future date that's locked in. And what's the, the second reason? Well, the second reason is for something called speculation. This is essentially making a bet on the price movement of the underlying. So going back to that example with wheat, if I wanted to make a bet on how I think the price of wheat will move in the future, I could do this using futures contracts. Now, a key thing to note with futures is that when it comes to the specified date um, uh, to either buy or sell the underlying, it often doesn't result in the actual underlying being exchanged, like wheat in this example. It's more common to have what they call cash settlement, which, which means you just exchange the difference between the price you had agreed on and the current price of the underlying at the time that the contract expires. Again, these are complex financial products that we're talking about here. Absolutely, but um, I'm loving every minute of it. So getting back on the track to the Bitcoin ETF, though, that's tracking Bitcoin futures, you said. Yes, and again, this is an important thing to remember. The fund invests in Bitcoin futures rather than actual Bitcoin. So specifically, these things are called CME Bitcoin futures. Uh, These are traded on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, uh, which is an exchange for futures and other derivatives. Now, CME Bitcoin futures were first launched at the end of 2017, so they have now been around for about four years. Put simply, CME Bitcoin futures are contracts that speculate on the future price of Bitcoin. Now, how the Bitcoin strategy fund intends to use these futures, according to the fund's prospectus, is that it will hold the futures in the portfolio, and then as the futures near their expiration date, the fund will sell the the contracts and then buy new futures with a later expiration date. So what does this mean for the Bitcoin strategy fund if it is tracking Bitcoin futures instead of Bitcoin itself? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, it means that the fund is not tracking the live market price of Bitcoin. That's called the spot price. Instead, the fund is expected to track the price of Bitcoin futures. So Proshius notes that the price and performance of Bitcoin futures should be expected to differ from the current spot price of Bitcoin. 
But the fund notes that it can be a way for investors to get some kind of exposure to the performance of Bitcoin without having to buy Bitcoin themselves. But along with that does still come the risk of being exposed to the risks of Bitcoin. And ProShares does note that in, in the prospectus that Bitcoin and Bitcoin futures are relatively new investments. They have unique and substantial risks and historically have been subject to price volatility. And as always, you can find out more and get all the details about the fund and how it works uh, through the prospectus that's found on the ProShares website. You mentioned right at the start that it's been like eight years for a fund like this to come about. Why has it taken so long? Yeah, so despite there being demand from investors for ETFs like this, the SEC has previously rejected numerous applications for funds that track the performance of Bitcoin. In fact, in 2018, they published a letter outlining some of the reasons why. Mainly the SEC was concerned with the volatility of cryptocurrency prices and also the fact that Bitcoin is unregulated. Now, particularly uh, cryptocurrency exchanges, which would be a driver for the price of Bitcoin ETFs, they aren't registered with the SEC, which would make it difficult for the SEC to monitor. So why is the SEC okay with an ETF that tracks Bitcoin futures, but not one that tracks Bitcoin itself? Well, it comes back to that point about regulation of the underlying, and that being Bitcoin futures instead of Bitcoin itself. Now, Bitcoin futures are overseen by a US regulator and something called the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or CFTC. US news agency CNBC interviewed the chair of the SEC, Gary Gensler, on Tuesday. And what he said about the Bitcoin futures ETF is, quote, what you have here is a product that's been overseen for four years by a US federal regulator and CFTC that's been wrapped inside of something that is within our jurisdiction, unquote. But he did still warn that, quote, It's a highly speculative asset class and listeners should understand that underneath this, it still has the same aspect of volatility and speculation, unquote. Uh, Are there any plans for more funds like this to enter the scene? Yeah, there are several other Bitcoin-related ETFs that are expected to make their debut in trading markets in coming months. Uh, Vanek, Invesco, Valkyrie and Galaxy Digital are reported as being among the investment firms who have applied to the SEC to launch Bitcoin-related ETFs. Wow, thank you so much, Alice. If there's anyone that deserves a long weekend, it's you after putting in the mahi on that story and getting the info out. So I, I, I really appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much. And thanks to everyone out there for listening today. That is the end of the show. That was Recap for the 22nd of October. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we will be back on Tuesday. Be safe out there and enjoy the long weekend. Matiwa, see you then. 